What's going on, y'all? In today's episode of Locked On 76ers, we get into the Philadelphia 76ers picking up win number 49 of the season, three games remaining, how they got it done last night over that team that did not appear to be on the floor with them last night, getting that W. We'll get into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens of 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia, the radio side, alongside my partner, and co-host Keith Pompey of the Inquirer.com, the Sixers beat writer. Fantastic job that he always does. Keith, what's going on, man? Another beat down tonight for the Six last night for the Sixers over the Indiana Pacers. What's happening, man? Hey man, thanks. Um everything's happening. Thanks for the shout out. Even though uh I think my mom paid you to say that, but uh, it's all good. Thanks, <laughs> mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> That's all right. Anything for you and, and the family, man. Uh, thanks to everybody out there for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including this one, YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, a 131-122 victory for the 76ers over the Indiana Pacers last night. Another fantastic performance from Joel Embiid, a 40-point double-double. Yet again, the shooting by the team overall. Uh, breaking franchise records from behind the three-point line. Tyrese Maxey, phenomenal. The team has won three games in a row. What were your thoughts of the win last night from Indiana? You know, I mean, the thoughts were, like, you know, they beat them the way they were supposed to, I guess. I mean, Indiana did come back, and we'll, we'll, we'll deep dive into that a little bit later. But it, the, the way that they played in the first half, I mean, it was one of those things where you feel like they couldn't have played any better. You know, Joel Embiid had 27 points in the first half. Tyrese Maxey shot seven for nine from three in the first half. They made 17, I mean, excuse me, 16 threes in the first half, right? So 17. Was, 17. Oh, it was 17? Yeah. They made, they made 17 threes in the first half. And it was just, you know, one of those things where you're looking at it and you're saying to yourself, like, okay, this team is on fire, you know, but – you know, again, it is just one of those things where it was a good win, but it just seems like the 76ers just need to perform a little bit better and be able to step on people's jugglers, so to speak. Basically, like we saw on Saturday here in Philadelphia against the Charlotte Hornets, where they uh, got up on them in, in the second half and didn't let up 40 plus points in the third and the fourth quarters, beating them by 30. The Sixers were up in this game by 27. So uh, with the shooting, as you talked about, you would love to have seen that continue. But look, I, I'll say this. The 17 threes in the first half, franchise record keep. Uh, that's great shooting, obviously, with what they were able to do. I think they were 9 for 11 in the second quarter. And then 22 threes in the game, which is 23 threes in the game, which is a new franchise record for this franchise. That was a great performance shooting, as you talked about in the first half. Seeing what Tyrese Maxey did in the second, where he was perfect from the floor in the second quarter. Four for four, all threes, 12 points. He was tremendous. Tobias Harris started the game off shooting very well from beyond. So I, we bring this up, Keith, as to why 
this is in them. It may not be in them at this clip, shooting over 50% from behind the three-point line, but it's something to build off of, knowing that they can look at this going into these last three games, just kind of tweaking things as we always talk about, make sure you're tightening things up, working on things as you have that week of practice before next weekend's beginning of the first round. This is in them. This is how you build the team around you on Before that, Ben Simmons with him to make sure you have that shooting around those two players because that's what you need to win to get those double teams off of those two guys and all that extra defense funneling to them. The outside shooting is, is key, is paramount. And last night we saw that in a big way, man. Yeah, we did. We did. But you know and, what? And from the unexpected players in Harris and Maxey. Uh, yeah, yeah, Harris, but Harris has been shooting a little bit better. They both uh, have. Yeah, right. yeah, like, you so know, Harris started the up. great that they are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they have. But you know what, man, D, this is the time when I become <laughs> the guy, that, the killjoy, right? So my thing is, is I guess it's time to be the killjoy. <laughs> that team was missing five players, right? Yes, they were. They are missing five players. Yeah. So what the Sixers did was good, and it was great in the, in, the, in the first half. I like that. But show me that on Thursday night when they go to Toronto. 100%. You know what I mean? Show 100%. me that. Bring that type of energy. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know, like, where it was when you were at Temple. But, like, when I was at Pitt, they had, like, the scrub court, and then they had the real ballers court. And I never really gave the guys who played on the scrub court and was dropping 40, I never gave them a lot of respect because that turned into 12 when they got to the real court. So, in other words, what I'm saying is I love what the Sixers did. Yeah. Show me that on Thursday, and I'm like, okay, okay. Now, again, like when you look at it, it was a, it was a, a, a great statistical game. Sure. But when you look at it, Joel had to give you 45. And Tyrese Maxey had to give you 30 for y'all to win that game. So, again, but, but, great win, but I need to see it. I need and, to see and, it. And while that's fair, the only thing I will say about that is that's part of the game. Sometimes you're going to have players giving you 40. Sometimes you're going to have players giving you 30 that help you win. Look, we're looking at the 30 where it should be coming from James Harden. Instead, tonight it came, last night it came from Tyrese Maxey. So, that's the way. That's the way things goes. And, but, but I do agree with you that when you lay a performance like that up against these two poorest teams in, in um, well, actually, Charlotte was a much better team, their playoff team for the play-in tournament. But a team like Indiana, 25 wins on the season, not a very good squad, missing all the players that you're talking about. You want to see that now against the Toronto Raptors team that is now fifth in the Eastern Conference after last night, Chicago lost to the Bucks. The Raptors won their game by beating the Atlanta Hawks by 10 in, in Toronto at Scotiabank Arena. So, Keith, you're absolutely right. You need to see that against Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher, Van Vliet. If, uh, if OG Ananobi is available to play, OG Ananobi, you need to see that against a, a, a tested team like the Toronto Raptors. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, I mean, you know. But again, the shooting won't be that good. But if you get if you get up on that team, you got to hold that lead with that team, and we'll get to that a little bit. Yeah, you're right. You got a point. We'll see. But I just want to see it, man. I just want to see it because, like the last two games. I mean, look, look, man. That that uh, Charlotte Hornets team. 
I think they're doing one, two, three, Cancun. Like if 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 they could get out of the playoff, if they could get out of the play game, they would. Did you see how they got blasted? I'm they laughing. got rocked. Yeah, the heat. Yeah, they got rocked, bro. Like yeah, and then, then Lamelo ball done for the rest of the year. Ooh, it's gonna get. I mean, but look, a win is a win. But again, a win is a win. Yeah, I, I just want to. I just want to. Um, you know, see it uh, against a quality team because okay. all my my last looks at them on a quality team were not being able to close out. You know what I mean? So, so just let me let um let me see it. You know, and what that's mean? fair. And to your point, I'm glad Keith you led to that one because when we come back, we're gonna get into another blown lead up 27. It got close in the fourth quarter. Sixers did pull out the victory, but uh, let's get into it right now. All right, Keith. Let's get okay. So look, here here's the deal. There's some new stuff I want to talk to you about. Shady Rays at Locked On 60. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's Insane Protection Program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happens. Yo, I need Shady Ray's for what I have right now, <laughs> right? So here's the deal. Head to ShadyRays.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pair of polarized sunglasses. That's code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays glasses backed by over 150,000 verified five stars review. I'm telling you, do it today, people. Do it today. Are we going to need some Shady Rays for the parade and on Broad Street in June, man, when we out there uh, with the team celebrating riding down Broad Street? Not if they don't if they don't get that D together, if they don't if they don't if shucks, man, if they don't keep if they don't stop like blowing leads. Come on, man. Oh, man, I need some, well, maybe some Shady Rays for when I'm out in Phoenix uh, for for theirs. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. 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 All right. Well. Welcome back, folks. Again, thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from your local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, well, you just talked about it. The blown lead. Six is up 27. They win this game by nine. They were up 27. Joel Embiid. Uh, we assumed when he checked out at the end of the third quarter that we wouldn't see him for the rest of the night. They were still up. They were up big. And the Indiana Pacers made a run. As we know, basketball is a game of runs. But even with DeAndre Jordan out, ejected from the game for the flagrant two, there's no reason for, as Joel Embiid pointed out post game, you know, there was no reason for the starters to have to play the minutes that they did in the fourth quarter. How are they going to get fix this issue of the blown leads? Will this be a problem going forward in the playoffs, as you said, against a good, better team? You know, it's funny because the 76ers were saying, you know, hey, it's one of those things where we lost focus. Well, the problem with that is they keep using that excuse is 
well, you must have been losing focus for most of your games this year when you had a lead. I mean, because it's the same thing. And and you look at it and you talk to Joel, and he's like, we just have to tighten up. And I do think that sometimes they may play a little looser, but it just seems like, I don't know what it is, but it just seems that the defensive shortcomings come 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 out. And a lot of it is, I hate to say it, you know, they get these leads, like, let's face it, they go up, they have their starters in there, and then they go to a different rotation. But by the time they come to that third rotation or that second rotation, that's when teams start coming back. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, it, and and it, we a lot of times we're talking about their their reserves. We're talking about what they do on the offensive end, but it's what they do on the defensive end. I mean, you look at it, a guy like, and I'm not taking knocks at him, but a guy like Shake Milton, not a not a stopper. A guy like George Niang, not a stopper. You know, um, even DeAndre Jordan, he gets a couple blocks, but for the most part, guys are just running by him. You know what I mean? So when when you look at that, and and the Sixers aren't exactly a quote unquote defensive minded team anyway. Besides Matisse Thibel and 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 uh, Joel Embiid. So when you look at that, and they go to these reserves, it just seems like teams are just picking on them. You know they are like you know Danny lost the step a little bit, but yeah. for the most part, it just seems like we're focusing on the offensive end. But on a defensive end, they're just getting attacked, man. They're just getting attacked. No, they are. And there's not enough resistance of those guys getting to the paint. The Pacers beat the Sixers badly in the painted area last night. Uh, I think it was a double-digit plus, you know, plus double digits again where the Pacers had too many easy looks in the paint there as the game went along. And and as you mentioned it earlier, especially a team like this, you don't want to see that with so many unknowns with the play O'Shea Brissett, with all due respect to these guys that are trying to make their way in the league. From Brissett, Washington Jr., uh, getting it done as well. And, uh, you know, just just those types of players, you don't want to see that. And we have seen it against good teams like the Denver Nuggets, when the Denver Nuggets were here in town, where Embiid had a strong performance against Nikola Jokic individually. The team was up, and all of a sudden, Bones Highland goes crazy, and things change in the second half of that game, blowing a lead yet again to another good team. So it has been a pattern for them all season long. They have to find it. They, they do get loose, of course. It, that's human nature. You play against a team, you feel like, oh, we got this. They, they're going to be pressing on their end. We're going to take our foot off the gas. They're just going to miss shots. We rebound. We come down the floor. The clock will eventually start to run out on them, and they won't have any more time. Well, uh, these, these things continue to happen too many times with this basketball team. And to your point, it cannot happen to a team like the Raptors in a seven-game series because we saw it last, last season, Keith, against the Atlanta Hawks in the back-to-back games. In games four and five, they were up 25 points and 16 points in consecutive games and blew, blew the leads and lost. So this has been something that is carrying over from a season ago to this year. And, you know, Dan Burke has to get those guys to buy in a little bit more as, as he is the defensive coach for this team. They have to tighten things up once again. And these, this is why these games are important. And, and this, this too, Keith, having that time off during the, the week as they prepare for the start of the postseason for a little bit of rest, watch some film, and make sure they make the adjustments that are needed, especially against a team that you've seen four times in the regular season, if it is 
the Bulls or the Raptors, which it will be potentially, that they know the things that you're doing. Now it's about what didn't we use in the regular season that we can now bring to the postseason that is going to throw them off a little bit more and, and, and win those series for the 76ers. So, yeah, these blown leads are a part of who they are, and it cannot be in the postseason, or they'll be using the Shady Rays sunglasses a little bit sooner than expected when they are on their trips going on vacation. Yeah, they'll be in Cancun in like in like six days. <laughs> six Shady <games>. Rays. <laughs> Shady right. Rays. Shady Rays. And and, and uh, to to your point again, also and be speaking about it. You you want to hear your leader talking about that. Yeah. This cannot happen. We should not the starters. We should not when we put up forty plus and twenty plus for Maxi before he gets to his thirty. We should not be playing any any minutes in in that final quarter. Yeah, I mean he he's saying it, he's saying it, but again, it's like what you gonna do when you're when your I mean your bench is just struggling. I mean, like real rap though, like I know this sounds crazy, but when my man got that flagrant foul too, that yeah. kind of helped the Sixers out. Because what happened is <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but listen, so the dude the ball like hits he makes two foul shots, right? Yeah. Yep. And then all of a sudden the Sixers go on a 13-2 run. You, yep. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, Joel and B's presence was just like, wow, that's what they needed. So that's like kind of a problem. I mean, the point is they might have messed around and Joel and B, by the time he would have came back in at the six-minute mark, they would have been down. Like they, I mean, because it was trending that way, man. It was really trending that way. No, it, it was. You're You're absolutely right. Uh, but even with that, man, uh, it should not have gotten to the point that it did with how things played out. But Joel Embiid had an MVP-like performance once again, 40-plus points, Keith. Double-digit rebounds once again for this team, and that run happened because of him. We have to get into yet again another conversation because he did have that big game, and he needs to be back in that conversation. Or they should not dismiss him. I'll say it like that. With that MVP race, we'll tell you why Joel Embiid kept himself in the conversation yet again with the dominant performance last night against the Indiana Pacers. And, folks, I got to tell you about Built Bar. After all the minutes that the starters had to play for the Sixers, I might need to talk to them about Built Bar because while they're doing their part in trying to stay in shape for the postseason, and I know you are with spring season arriving here, the good weather you want to keep everything right. You want to make sure you're good to go to wear the tank tops and the cutoff sleeves, shirts, all that. Well, you got to get the workouts in and you got to do that by not eating candy bars with all of these calories of 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar. You need to get with the great folks from BuiltBar.com. Uh, and Built Bar, they're fantastic. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams, 17 grams of protein. They have the puffs. They're fantastic. They Have you tried them yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best-tasting bars out there. They're also the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just that protein bar. They're a treat. You see all these out there? They're fake. They're not the real ones. These are the ones you want, 100% real chocolate. You can also get yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. How about mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond? And new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. 100% real chocolate. Yes, including the puffs. 
low calorie, high protein. Check them out. Replace your candy bars with this. Get involved. Check it out. I won't tell you. I won't stare you wrong. All Built Bar. They're all about the taste. They make it first. Then they figure it out later to make sure it's all right and healthy for you to make sure you're good. So listen, believe me, go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So while you're eating your built.com, you go there, check it out, eating those built bars. Now you're all good. Getting ready for the, the summertime. Looking good. Feeling right. Feeling right. Keep. Joel Embiid was right last night. Another 40-point double-double for him. That's, That's because he had a built bar. That's because he had a built bar. He had a built bar. You gave it to him pregame. He had a built bar, and it all worked out for him. But back-to-back uh, -back games, man, again, where he's just putting up these monster numbers. And when the narrative seems from afar, again, I don't have a vote. I don't talk to all the national people. And I just read the stories or listen to the things that they say. And it's just beyond me how they they always talk about the good things that Nikola Jokic and Giannis and Dedekupo do to have caught up to Joel Embiid and now have surpassed him, according to them, with this race. But they never talk about what he does well and why this team is still in the top four in the Eastern Conference, why they're battling for right now the top seat, the second seat right behind the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference. The guy just has continued to keep himself in this race and refusing to uh, be removed from the conversation uh, in this MVP race, Keith. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, we, we look at it right now. He's averaging 40 – well, the last two games he averaged – last two. last two he averaged 44.5. He averaged 15 rebounds, and he averaged three blocks. Right. The last five games, he's averaging over 35 points. Yep. He's he's balling now. But here's the thing that people aren't really giving him the respect for. So last night marked his 12th game with at least 40 points and 10 rebounds. Right. That tied Hall of Famer Moses Malone, who did it during the 1981-82 season, and Russell Westbrook, who did it during the 2016-17 season for the most 40-10 games by an NBA player since the ABA-NBA merger in 1976-77. And a lot of people aren't giving Embiid credit for that, right? They're not talking about it at all. Um, now, again, I get it. Some people are going to say, look who they had out there. But I'm telling you, Joel Embiid could have scored 55 points against his team if he wanted to. Right. If they would have kept him out there for a little bit longer. Now, again, they had to bring him back because my man was ejected. Um, but at the same time, like Joel Embiid is balling, man. And and, 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 and I get it. And, you know, it, there's sometimes, you know, it, it's that recency bias. What have you done for me lately? Well, I mean, if he if he if he has a, a dynamite game against the Raptors, because some people might question the, the quality of opponent, even though he has been balling in all the games. But if he has a dynamite game against the Raptors, you know what? I think that people may change their mind, the ones who aren't voting for him. They you have know? to. Look, Nikola Jokic and their loss to the Spurs last night, Keith, uh, he had another 36-point performance. He was fantastic. 
in the game. They lost it. Uh, Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks, they won their game. As I mentioned earlier, he only had 18 points, so he wasn't looking to do much. And maybe he was just trying to coast uh, with whatever he was out there doing. Maybe they had their agenda, go out there, do your part, don't get hurt, of course. But let's get this W uh, because we have to keep pace with Boston and Philadelphia. Uh, But Embiid came out once again and just showed who he has been all season long. Um, And I I really don't know what else to say, man, because it from afar, uh, like I've been saying, I just don't understand how he has fallen the way that he has when he's kept his team where they are. The Ben Simmons saga. They're still in the top four in the East. He's putting up these numbers. It doesn't matter who's across from him. It's not his fault that they decided to play. It's not you know his fault that Jared Allen got injured and Evan Mobley was injured. He's done that to them too, by the way. And uh, last night against that team with the Indiana Pacers, Okay, Miles Turner wasn't there. He puts up numbers on Miles Turner's too. So he had to do what he had to do uh, against the opponent that was across from him. And it's not as if he went out and put only 22 up. He went out and put 45 up. <laughs> and and get, he constantly get these guys in foul trouble because of how good he is. So uh, it's just uh, sometimes I think it's irresponsible how they explain things as to what the other two are doing but choose to ignore what Embiid is doing instead and in, in, in leaving him out of the conversation. So uh, three games remaining, a big one tomorrow night against the Toronto Raptors, Keith. If he goes out there and hangs a, a crooked number on on that team, then what? what? Then what will they say? What can they say? Yeah, but I'm going I'm to give these people some, like, I, I don't think, you know, I know everybody thinks that they're going after Embiid. I don't. I don't know if it's, it's that. I, I think that, you know, it, it's one of those things where, unfortunately, it's the recency recency bias, and you know, he he had forty four and forty five points the last two games, so that's going to raise some some eyebrows. But typically, when you go out and your team is losing, as MB said, you know, your team loses, and then I think that and the other guys are winning, and they get forty points on a win on national TV or, sure. or something like that, then it's kind of like, all right, he's the guy, he's the guy. But again, I think that, like you said, if he has a big game against Toronto, then it's going to start to change the narrative a little bit. And then people are going to say, hey, look, look, he's been doing this all year. One thing I will say, the Sixers doing a good job of promoting it. Every day, Doc Rivers is talking about that he needs to be the MVP and that he is the MVP. So. Yeah, and I've heard Tyrese Maxey said it last night on, on our broadcast, Keith, on the air. Uh, after the game, he said the same thing, that he felt like he's the MVP. And, um, you know, uh, the campaigning has begun, three games remaining. Uh, I don't know how many of those he plays in, Keith. Do we get a sense of what Doc Rivers is talking about with these guys? Yeah, nobody. It's too early to say, man, because it's yeah. all about this. It's like, I mean, the deal is like, you know, I expect I don't expect him to play the last game. I don't expect none of them to play. I mean, none I agree. Yeah, you know what I mean, but it's like right now, when you look at it, as much as everybody talks about seeding, how they don't care. Like, you still want to get a preferable seed. So, you know, right now they're in fourth place. You know, do you want to continue in battle? Because, see, at first we thought that Joel and and, and James were going to have time off right now. Well, they can't afford to give them time off. 
that right. Detroit loss hurt hurt them. Yeah, it hurt them. Like that Detroit loss, they would probably be in third place right about now. They right. would. Second, they would have the game up. Yeah. I mean, here's the problem with the Sixers. They don't hold any tiebreakers. <laughs> like, they don't. Like, ahead. I mean, like, are these teams ahead of them? So that's the reason why you got them, you got uh, Boston and Milwaukee with the same records, but the Sixers are in fourth place. So right about now is like, you know, as much as people say, oh, we don't pay attention. Nah, they're paying attention. They're trying to make sure they get that right matchup. Now, in the last game, a lot of these teams are going to bench players, right? That's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the sense. Now, you know, so we'll we'll have a better idea. Now, Joel's talking about he want, he's going to play in Toronto. So he should. Yeah, he should. I mean, he has a lot to he has a lot to gain. I mean, let's bat, let's face it, he's going for a scoring title. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And after last night, he's back in front of LeBron James, who has missed yeah. his last two games. And by the way, um, they were playing with San Antonio's win and with the uh, Lakers playing the Phoenix Suns last night. Things uh, basically, you know, it is what it is now for this uh, Lakers team uh, with all that have. That's their problem. That's not our problem. They lost the game last night to the Suns, so keep their eliminated. And I don't know if we'll see LeBron James for the rest of the season. So it's up to him beating Giannis of who will take home that scoring crown. And he also, with last night's game, played his 65th game keep of the season, which is now his uh, career high, which topped 64 previously as a season high for him. So uh, it's good to see him out there. Availability, that's what it's all about. And uh, tomorrow he should be available against the Toronto Raptors, uh, which is a big game obviously. So thanks for making Locked On 76ers, folks, your first listen every day. On our next episode, we will certainly preview the game, a big matchup against the Toronto Raptors. It will be the fourth and final time these two teams face off, and uh, we'll see who walks away with the season series after tomorrow's night's game. So we'll preview that for you. Now, after listening to us on Locked On 76ers, your first listen, make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So check us out on YouTube, subscribe. And of course, once again, wherever you get your podcast, uh, also subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you're listening to us in that form as well, Keith, as always, man, always great to be with you. Talk to you tomorrow, man. Big game against the Raptors. We'll have to preview that for the folks. Yeah, we'll preview it. We will find out. We'll find out tomorrow if they're going to blow a lead too. <laughs> <They're gonna> do- <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk right. to you later. Thanks. All right, bro. Peace. All right.